0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. On the Believe Podcast Network. Put a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Get to-
2: Yard drive near hash, kick right, snap.
1: Welcome in. We are live here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome to YouTube. Welcome to Facebook Live. Joining me, as always, is uh, my main man Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, man? What's
0: going on, brother? I love the intro. I love it. I love it. I love it. I
1: I bet you love that last clip, don't you?
0: You know, I wasn't going to say that, but I really appreciate the last part of that clip, though.
1: There you go. I knew you (laughs) would. uh rocking this uh dad pod with us is uh our main man dane young from ujsports.com dane how, how goes it man
2: man life's good i appreciate you having me back on this is always fun to chat with you guys
1: oh no doubt man always 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 a pleasure to have you on so you can find us at believe in dogs on all social media platforms including youtube uh, facebook where we're streaming live twitter instagram uh, at Troopstar 28 on all of those platforms as well uh, at coach burton 36 at burton on instagram dane throw out your stuff man
2: just my name on twitter dane young d-a-y-n-e-y-o-u-n-g easy enough and you can find uh, all of our content at ugasports.com
1: Man, the, the the rivals network is second to none, man. I used to be, uh, I used to be over there. I used to be with the national team there, Dane. So uh, I know what it's all about. Dash and Roddy are are, are my guys, and now now you are. So um, you're you're my main man over there at uh, at UGA Sports. So got a big show lined up for you guys today. But we are presented by BetOnline.ag. It is uh, the NBA guys is is really ratcheting up the Hawks. Man, they surprised me. Um, I, I, I might I might get in a little Hawks action here.
0: They are looking pretty good, pretty good. Everybody's uh, well, a lot of people are picking Philadelphia to win seven, but the the Hawks are they're putting up a pretty good fight.
2: Yeah, and they have a Joel Embiid problem. You got to figure him out. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a Joel Embiid problem, so it's not just the Hawks, but. Exactly. Get
1: that part out. He's going to be the MVP of that team before too long. Uh, You know, Ben Simmons yeah. is kind of kind of playing his way out. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, with the uh, the month of June is heating up, tons of exciting sports actions. Bet online is where you can find it from basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchup, including prop bets and futures. Bet online has all the latest odds, news, information for all your online sports betting needs. So, visit the website like we've already done, or use your mobile device to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before that next tip off, face off or pitch, head on to Betover over or head over, excuse me to bet online and start playing today. Bet online your online sports book experts so um, got a got a great show, as I said, lined up for you guys today. Uh, some things in the news and uh, what normally would be a very slow part of the college football season, June, uh, is kind of slow in the in, in uh, the news, except for recruiting, which is usually somewhat fast-paced. But now, with the dead period being over, it's super fast-paced, so we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm interested to get y'all's opinion on is this new 12-team proposal for the college football playoff, uh, and then we'll talk some some expectations with Georgia – uh, with their upcoming season, all the transfers and stuff that we got. And then, of course, uh, the title of the show is The Dad Pod, so we can't leave without telling some good dad life stories. So, uh, Dane, what do you think of this new proposal? Do you think it, it has a chance? Is it is it good, bad? What, what do you think?
2: Man, when you said it, I saw a little grimace come across Israel's face, and I felt like we may spar on this if I read oh, that right. Oh, yeah, get those gloves I out. I love it. Um, I want as more uh, teams to be in the running as possible. Um, I think that that's helpful. I think that college football is getting a bit stagnated, uh, where it's just Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU. Like, honestly, there's maybe like seven teams that have a realistic shot to win a national title in the upcoming season. And I think that's probably the case in perpetuity in college football. So, to me, I think there's a little bit of like a national problem with college football, that not enough teams have a realistic shot to get in there. And that's only going to continue with the NIA and the transfer Porter, it's going to be the rich getting richer. I think that that's probably still going to happen (laughs) with an expanded playoff. However, uh, at least some of those smaller programs will have a path to get there. I think the Cincinnati's, the UCF's, the Coastal Carolinas, um, that in the past have been shut out, even when they've had good seasons, (laughs) uh, they deserve a path to at least have a shot against the team. Now, I don't think they'll beat many of those teams, hardly ever. Uh, but it will happen one day. It will be legendary just like Boise state against Oklahoma. Uh, and I think it's worth it to have it every year just to see. And, you know, the only other thing I thought is that this is probably 20 years too late because the, when I saw that Auburn in Oh four, uh, went undefeated in the sec and did not get to play for a national title. And I know that in a 14 playoff, that would have been fixed. And um, they probably would have won. Absolutely. Exactly. I, I think they would have, um, but that's when I think that mass change should have come after that. And it's just college football moves so slow with its changes. And so to go from four to 12 is bold. And I liked it, you know. But, you know, you and I've talked, Corey. I, I want promotion yeah, and relegation. So I'm, oh I'm yeah, here to debug yeah, we tradition. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I actually do. I actually love the proposal. The one thing that I think about is how many games are these teams going to play now that you're putting 12 teams in? You know what I mean? Now you gotta think the NFL. They're upset about NFL now playing what seventeen games now, you know. So you gotta think about the wear and tear that this has on the guys. Does this push up the the schedule? Does this push back the schedule and things like that? You know, when is how do you how do you decide which team gets in? You know, those little things like that. So I'm with you, Dane. I want to see it being fair. I think Coastal should have got in last year. Um I think Cincinnati <clears throat> I think Cincinnati was a good team that should have got in last year, you know what I mean? So all these little teams that are, that are bubble teams that should be getting in, I think is very good. But I think I also think that you gotta look at the the schedule that they play, you know, and things like that as you're moving forward to making that decision at the end of the day. But I do I do like it. But <clears throat> I also like the welfare of the kids too
1: absolutely i mean think about it from a recruiting standpoint too when when you're looking at schools we, like conferences that you need more parity in like the acc you need more parity like unc would have had a shot i think um mm-hmm. indiana the big 10 needs a little bit more parity i mean you've got ohio state wisconsin and penn state and that's okay. about it i don't even consider michigan really a factor right now uh, but i guess in the grand scheme of things, you, you probably could. Then you look at the big 12, which Iowa state came storming into the picture, but they need a little bit more parity. They need some, some things happening. I think Iowa state would have probably gotten in that 12 team playoff had it been last year. They, they played some impressive ball down the stretch. Then you, you look at the pack 12, which I mean, you can say what you want to say about it. I, I think Oregon deserved a shot to be in, in the field. I think when you look at the recruiting aspect of all of that, you say, okay, we have twelve team, we have a twelve team field now. We have a chance. We don't have to win our conference. We just have to finish, you know, in the top twenty five or in the top fifteen, world. you know, to, to have a chance. And and I think that you're gonna see a little bit more parity develop in college football with that, and that's a great thing. I mean it it you see what it does for FCS, right? Mm-hmm. You see I think you're, that you're also there's gonna get a lot more competition.
0: Yeah, you're gonna get a lot more competition.
1: Those guys are gonna to wanna to
0: fight. Because you gotta think if you lose a game, you're out of that top four no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, and as if you're coming in as a Pac twelve team or a Big Twelve team, you're coming in or a Big Ten team. I mean, what is it? Northwestern got cut out last year because of it. You know yeah. what I mean? So you gotta understand, you know, this gives this gives a lot of conferences and a lot of these, these teams a lot more to play for now. I have a chance mm-hmm. to make yeah. You know, now there's no excuse. Now there's oh, there's just Alabama, and there's Clemson, and all this. Now I got a shot. All I got to do yeah. is win. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's going to bring a little bit more competition. But like I said, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't wear down the guys supporting. That's all they want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Of course, of course, we want to make the playoff. Of course, we want to do that. But the longevity of of the of the team, you know, are are we still going to play twelve games? or is it going to be out of 10 games? You know, just things like that that they got to work out. But I do like the idea, like Dane said, and like you said, I like the fact that it's going to build more competition as this thing gets rolling.
2: From yeah, a scheduling standpoint, a I, I kind of thought that um, reducing by a game or two would make sense. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because TV dollars are not going to be interested in, in showing fewer total games across the country. Um, yeah. So it, that's a legitimate concern, but I think it's one that uh, capitalism is going to win out uh, and it's going to be players that have mm-hmm. to play at the, the brunt of that, uh, which is how it, that's how it goes in college football. That's the story <laughs> as old as Tom. Uh, but I think
1: happening in the NFL, they added a 17th game and they're going to keep their playoff structure the same those i mean obviously those guys are making millions of dollars but still football's a rough sport so capitalism is winning out in the nfl too they, I, they traded a preseason game for a regular season game
2: i think of a team like georgia southern though that you know about 10 years ago their fan base was really divided on do we want to stay down in fcs and compete for titles and, and do what georgia southern had done for 20 30 years or take that leap up into the sun belt and now i feel like that that decision comes to fruition that If the Georgia Southern team goes undefeated and finds its way beating a group of five team along the way, Georgia Southern's going to be there in the mix in a playoff hunt. We see Appalachian State be right there at the doorstep. So to me, that part is really exciting. Do, Do I think Georgia Southern would compete against some of those like massive teams? Maybe on a one off basis, but not, you know, doing the three times in a month or, or how, whatever it's going to end up being at the end. So I think it's going yeah. to turn into what the NBA has done where more teams are making the playoffs, but it's still talent winning out over the yeah. course yeah. Of, of a playoff system. So I don't think you're going to be see. You may see an upset or two. Uh, this is not going to be college you basketball will. where a you team's will. going to you'll go make a run. Yeah, you'll see upsets, but I'm saying yeah. like most years in Alabama is going to be George yeah. Southern or Cincinnati. So you're not going to see
1: like a George Mason. Type yeah, They're
0: going to be like March Madness where everybody's bracket's busted on the first day after the first game.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, <laughs> you know, w- one of the things I really admire about FCS, not only with their 16-team playoff, that, that they just do – I really like FCS. They do a lot of things right. But they play the first few rounds of games like right after the season, and then they wait. They play the semifinals after New Year. so it kind of gives you a break. Mm-hmm. to To kind of heal up and really get a good semi final final, and then they go back to back weekends on those and I think that's a really good model to be honest with you. now they didn't do it this spring for obvious reasons, but mm-hmm. uh I think in a fall model that's what they do, and I really like that and I would like to see like if 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 uh division one if if f b s did a structure like that, I think that would be really good
0: that's perfect. I think they should get with you know all the high school and see, because, you know, we go, so our first game is August 20th, right? And our playoffs start right after our 10th game. You know, just got to figure out how, how you, how are you going to do it? You know, are, are we going to play? How are you going to structure it? How are we going to do it? Who's in? Who's out? You know, yeah, so the other 64
1: teams. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we, we go, we go first round, second, all the way, all the way to the state championship. So if they can figure out how to do it and make it work, to where it benefits everybody, not just one side, not just the power five, it, it benefits everybody, then I'm all for. If it isn't gonna benefit everybody, then just keep it the same. You know? If we're if we're just if we're just adding twelve teams just for fun and for giggles, then there's no point. You know what I mean? If it's gonna benefit everybody and everybody has a fair shot, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah. From what yeah. I was reading, it sounded like what's more likely to happen is that the season moves up to week zero for everyone. So, you know, there would be like one or two games in week zero. I think Florida played Miami a couple of years ago, a week before everyone else played. That would be the beginning of the college football season for everyone. It would still end that first weekend, the conference championship games uh, in the first weekend of December. And then those two weeks following, I think is when that first round of the playoffs would happen. Then you'd probably have like a small little Christmas break, um, which, you know, that's one thing that I think about too, is like these players don't really get time with their families around holidays. Uh, mm-hmm. people could say they want to, but man, uh, <laughs> I, I think it was, uh, one of the bulk, it was at the Liberty bowl. I, I interviewed a player. I think it was the Liberty bowl in Memphis. And they're like, the, you know, we had a bad season there. Georgia had a rough season, like six and six. It was, uh, 2012. Are you sure you didn't talk to me? Cause I, I might've
0: been, that might've been me. It could have been you. Maybe it was. But
2: whoever it was, they were just like, you know, my family wasn't disappointed in the bad season. They were disappointed that I had to go spend Christmas in Memphis and not with them. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it might have been you, Israel.
0: Said, it might have been me. Let me. I, I, I had to think about that. It might it have been your whole that team. Year, I don't that year, know. Man, that year was absolutely miserable. Oh, my God. That was bad. know we think- had fun in Memphis today. Memphis was a fun
2: trip. That bowl game was not very fun.
0: No, the weapon wasn't, but afterwards was real
1: fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just to get it over with and put it in the rear view? Exactly, I do, exactly.
2: I do think there are a couple things that an expanded playoff helps accomplish, and chief among them is – having players continue to play for their teams rather than Mm. beginning to train for the NFL. And I think college football was seeing that that was a massive problem that pretty quickly that if you weren't in the championship hunt and you can find that out halfway through a season, uh, that was going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And there are going to be more teams that have an opportunity. And so more players are going to stick with it. And I just think for their personal developments, that's probably a good thing. And I think the NFL would like to see that part of it too.
1: Oh
0: no doubt, that is a great point. I forgot all about that. That as soon you got to think, as soon as these kids know well, we ain't gonna make the playoff, then I'm just gonna opt out. I'll finish the regular season, but I'm, I'm not gonna play in the bowl game. I'm just gonna go ahead and train, you know. Yeah. And think about it, these and the NCAA is smart now. They know people want to go see these certain players in the game, you know. So they're like, well, if we expand the playoff, they're gonna keep playing because they have something to play for.
1: Yeah, exactly you know, and, and you got more, like I said, you can never, you can never go wrong with, you know, you can overdo it obviously, but you're, you can't go wrong with having more uh, seats at the table for people, for people to get spreads out the talent. It doesn't make Alabama and then everybody else. It kind of closes that gap a little bit because now, Hey, I can go to, I can go to Georgia and accomplish the same thing. I can go to Texas A&M and still have a shot at the playoffs. I can go to Iowa state and and have a shot at this thing, or Northwestern, or whoever, yeah. you know. I, I can go to UNC, and and still have a shot at this thing. I don't have to go to Alabama or Clemson to be in to be in the playoff hunt. And so, that can only be a good thing, and that can only benefit. Now, where it lies in in the group of five uh range that that is that is to remain to be seen maybe you get one or maybe you give two slots to group of five i think that helps some things as well
2: that said though Corey, i do think that for the alabamas and clemsons and georgias and ohio states like for where those programs are and how they dominate in recruiting right now they're almost guaranteed the playoff going into the season because I mean, they got a couple yeah. of stumbling blocks. That are going to be favored because they're already mm-hmm. ranked higher in preseason stuff. Uh, they're more likely to win their divisions just because of talent. So, yeah. if I'm if I'm a Georgia fan, I look at this and say, "Oh, this is good for Georgia," because it if you get to Atlanta good. and you lose to Alabama, then you still have a shot to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, get revenge for that loss. Like that's been the stumbling block for Georgia for the last few years. A couple losses to Alabama in the SEC Championship. Um, you know, to LSU in the SEC championship. Each of those times, maybe with the exception of the LSU year. I don't know that Georgia would have made a playoff after that one. But most other times in in recent years, I mean Georgia would have been in a twelve team playoff each of the last at least four years. And if you go back into your Rick years, we were talking about this earlier on a reaction we did on our UGA Sports YouTube channel. If you go back to the Rick years, he only needed a four-team playoff. He probably would have had a shot four times. You give him twelve. There's probably half of those teams under Rick that that make it into a playoff.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I know. We wouldn't made it. Yeah, we wouldn't be playing Hawaii and Sugar Bowl. I know that um, yeah. for that.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, y'all would have. Yeah, that that '07 team would have. Uh, that that team probably had the best chance the oh two team and the oh seven team i think were by far his two best teams
2: i mean 12 would have you know 12 would have
1: gone
2: 12 definitely would have gone gone instead of notre dame um and then i think oh five was shockley yeah oh five would have would have gone yes those are the four guaranteed years and i think there's two or three others if you're talking 12 teams maybe maybe the 11
1: team had a chance potentially Potentially, at the uh, O no, eighteen,
0: yeah, O eighteen, would have had one. Um, the year we played the Capital One Bowl when I know Sean and Stafford came out. So I mean, it, it, it would have been different. I tell you that. But it's going to be it's very good. it's going to be real interesting to see what they do moving forward with this whole twelve team playoff. I like yeah. it, but I want to see it benefit everybody. I would love to see Coastal Carolina, you know, in the playoffs because they deserved it. They did. Yeah, they, they honestly they did. did. Northwestern,
1: they deserved it. They deserved to be there. You Cincinnati know? deserved it. Um, so, I, I thought, I thought Oregon deserved there. it.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and in, know, terms of players, play. in terms of players, Israel, I like that it's coinciding with the name, image, and likeness. Because mm-hmm. if we're going to raise the profile of college football and have more high-profile games with, with players, then that's going to benefit them financially to have that stage exactly. and to be able to use social media in that way. So – That makes me feel a little bit better about it. That at least, you know, the ones that perform well uh, or the ones that show personality will get something out of it, rather than uh, kind of be used and abused by the system.
0: Exactly. You're just just on the uh, the ticker for ESPN now. What the game's going to be, you know. Now you're the ticker, and they know you, and you get paid for now. You know what I mean? So that's you're exactly right. That that's awesome. You know. And if ESPN uses
1: your picture, you get paid.
0: Yeah, you know, jersey sales and stuff are going to be through the roof. I can't wait. I, I, I love the fact that, you know, players are finally reaping the benefits of, you know, being a good player. Not it, not just a good player, but a good person, good having good character. You know, bad character guys don't sell jerseys. Good character guys and good players, you know, those are the ones that sell jerseys. And I'm sorry that my boy, I've been screaming and yelling in the weight room for the last
1: week now. Yeah, this is, <laughs> hes a true coach, man. I, I had to—I had to eat some uh, some Greek food to get my voice back. Uh, I, I was in the man. same boat, especially yesterday. But, um, yeah, true coach right there, troop, uh coach troop man. He's he's getting after him, man. He's getting those boys. He's getting those tornadoes going, man. Down in Monterey—that's when that's titles
2: are won, or in June, right? Right. That's it. Summertime, baby.
1: Get that summertime working out, man. So, speaking of expectations, right? Uh, Israel and I talked last week about our new additions, uh Deion De'er, Kendrick and Eric Gilbert to go along with Turnage and Tyke Smith. Uh, what, you know, what does that do to expectations? I know expectations are already pretty lofty uh without those guys. You add those guys into the fold. Does that ratchet it up to natty or bust or, you know, what what do you think, Dane?
2: Well, I mean, in your – Advertisement. Earlier, you talking some some betting stuff. I think Vegas showed you that the two new transfers moved Georgia up a little bit. Like it, it uh, affected the overrun or, or at least the the odds. Um, we went back and forth on our show trying to debate which additions of kendrick and gilbert was more or most important uh which and that may be like hokey sports talk kind of deal i I actually ended up saying that i thought it was gilbert because of the lack of george pickens with his acl injury uh and i don't think that you replace a george pickens even with a guy like gilbert who uh, has he's a big guy good catch radius played in the sec i mean he's a proven playmaker but And George Pickens is another level, too. So so I don't want to sit here and give him those kind of expectations. But what we're seeing across sports right now is you just need to load up on offense because defenses, while while they're great, it's almost like at the top end uh, in a passing game or in the NBA with three-point shooting. Defenses can only do so much if you're accurate. And Mm George has got – a really good chance to have its most accurate passing offense in years. And I think Gilbert can be a big part of that. So, you know, what are the expectations? I think the expectations were already that with the talent on Georgia's team, that it needs to, uh, really get to the playoff. But I I don't go that far. I I say that if Georgia, obviously if Georgia does win the East, that's a massive disappointment. And that that's going to be a problem, uh, for a lot of people, if Georgia does not win the East and get to Atlanta, um, But to me, if you get to Atlanta and it's Alabama, anything can happen. Alabama's also a really good team. It's not like Georgia's crazy talented over and above an Alabama and a Clemson or an Ohio State. Uh, Mm -hmm. Although this year, I think Georgia's probably edging Ohio State. So to me, you just got to get in the game and then see what happens from there. Because, I mean, Israel, you've you've played. Like, if the talent is close, it really does come down Mm -hmm. to like two or three plays. And that ball is exactly. shaped funny and it can bounce different ways, and some crazy junk can happen. Uh, and you never know. And in and terms of, of Georgia's expectations, through the roof.
0: 2012, Alabama versus Georgia in the dome, two equally talented teams. And just like you said, the ball just didn't bounce our way, you know. But at the same time, I think having those two guys come on defense is going to help us. Reason being is because we're good. Our front seven is pretty dang good. We already knew we could score points. Losing Pickens hurts, it does. But we still had dudes behind him that can play. You know what I mean? So picking up those two guys on defense and letting those that front seven now go to work is what's going to help Georgia.
1: You got veteran leadership. Yeah. That's, well, that's guys, what I mean. you I got guys
0: who's played in it, guys who've been there, guys who've been to the, to the big game before. You know, they come in and they help. Now that takes a little bit of pressure off your offense now. They have to go out and score 30, 40, 50 points a game. You know, now you're looking at Alabama at the beginning of last year when that offense was just was rolling, but the defense was still giving up a little bit, but they were still winning, you know what I mean? So now they get to just figure it out, let those, that front seven go to work and play.
2: I would tell you some uh, news that we broke at ugsports.com the afternoon that uh, Gilbert and and Kendrick committed to Georgia. It was announced, uh, however, you want to phrase it. Um, people were worried about Gilbert's academic standing as he was leaving LSU. He's in good standing now. He's fine. He, he's he's cleared to play from what my sources told me. Uh, Kendrick has a little work to do in that regard. But what I'll tell you is that if Georgia accepted him at this stage, especially with the gun charge that we think is going to be dropped. And I'm assuming probably they've been given word that it will be dropped. Otherwise that's a hairy situation in itself. Um, Georgia would not have taken him if they didn't think he was going to play this season because he's a one-and-done kind of guy. He will be in the NFL draft next year. And Mm -hmm. so I don't think that it's going to be an issue. I think he'll probably be on the field when Georgia plays Clemson uh, in the red and black, which is always uh, a funky thing for him, going against his his former dudes so quickly. Um, But he's got a little academic work to do between now and then. And so you're about to find out if he really wants to play college football.
0: Yeah, hey, that little building right across the street from the practice field, Miss Rhonda Kilpatrick, if she's still running it like she has been, it will be just fine, believe me. They're gonna get him right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you were talking about yelling in the weight room. There's <laughs> that's what's happening at Rankin right now, too. And she she yeah.
0: she, she she must be up. really tough. Well, hey, Miss Rhonda, don't play now. She gonna find trust me. I've been there plenty of times myself. She don't How play. many times
1: have you tested her, Israel? I know you've tested her uh, patients, haven't you?
0: Two, two, too many to count. Look, let's just say I met I met a coach T at five forty-five a couple of times. Sometimes before he even got there, i would already be right like, "Hey, coach, I'm here."
1: (laughs) I know, coach. I you already know. You already know. So, well, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I I think expectations are, you know, to me, I I say I, I agree with you, Dane. I agree with you, Israel playoffs. Let's, let's get the playoff, right? That's, that's the expectation for me. We're good enough now. Let's topple Bama. Let's get the playoff and and see what happens, right? See who we get matched up with. See what happens. And and to me, once you get in the playoff, all bets are off. Uh, and I just looked it up while you guys were talking on uh, in our presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, Georgia is a plus 700 on the money line to win the national championship. So uh, still, I think that means seven to one. Mm-hmm. I think it was 10 to one prior to those two transfers. So I'm pretty sure
2: I, I should have taken it at 10 to
1: one I, know I should have taken it at 10 to one, but, um, so
2: just to give you a little conversation though, most people, when they're looking at Georgia are worried about defensive backs, which I think is probably Not valid. Yeah, um, not anymore. I, I mean, it, it's still new guys in that spot, and, and not a lot of experience for Georgia and that team under Kirby system. So, like, legitimate concern. I, I think they'll be fine. Uh, our the the people that were around practice that we talked to said, better than you think. Um, oh yeah, it's just names you don't know. Uh, offensive line, there's some pieces to mix and plug there. I'm not that concerned about that just because I know the talent that's there. And I know that infinite Marius Mims. if you see him starting this year, that tells you how darn good that offensive line is. And that is a possibility based on what we're told. I, I don't know if it'd be right away, but it's possible. So if you, to me, if I'm looking at it and I'm not saying this is a concern, but I'm just saying the sample size is, is so small at this point. I want to see JT Daniels against more talented teams, not only with his durability and his health, but just consistency. I mean, he, he, over, he overthrew some balls. He underthrew some. He's got all the talent in the world, and I think he can be great this year. I also think he's still a little bit more improving than what a lot of fans are leading to believe right now.
1: Right.
0: I agree. I agree. I was watching the Ninety game. I was watching the play on Twitter uh, where they're essentially running what, I, what we would call uh, Z-cross. He, uh, Z was coming across the field. Um, so the read should have been read cross the post. I mean, post the cross coming underneath. Well, I want to say it was Pickens was running the post and they were playing cover three. Well, he should have thrown the cross underneath, but he tried to overthrow the post and he threw a pick, you know, and that's against a very good team, you know. So now it's to the point where now I'm like you, I want to see him against Clemson on that first game. You know, how, how's he going to react? How's he going to move in the pocket? You know, can he control the game? You know, it's different when you're playing South Carolina. We all knew how bad South Carolina was last year. Okay, that that's all well and good. But we saw him get a little rattled against Cincinnati. You know, we, we saw him get just a little bit rattled. Now you're playing against Brett Fittables. And this, this Clemson defense, who you know are going to be hungry from that embarrassment from last year. You know what I mean? So, Mm-hmm. I want to see him if he can light it up against them, man. Sky's the limit gonna be for this group here, because you all we all know Brent is was one of the best to do it, one of the best DCs in the entire nation. And if he can if he can uh, slice a nice band, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good year for Georgia.
2: And that would be my like poo pooing of like oh this is something that people should slow down on. The the converse of that though is that Todd Munkin, this is if you really want to be honest, this is kind of his first full season with players in person. Um, with the COVID year being so wonky, and I, I just think Todd Monken's creativity and the weapons that he has, I think Georgia's offense is going to look a little bit different than we've seen in the past, and I think it should.
1: Yeah, and, and one of the things, if you study Todd Monken, is you see the different personnel packages that he uses. Take take the NFL f- t- uh, tape and 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 throw it out. Let's just look at college tape. Oklahoma State ten personnel, right? Four wides. And, and doing it that way, right? And and some and he mixed in some eleven personnel too, but mostly ten and eleven personnel. Then you go to Southern Miss, and it was a mixture of eleven personnel. And then the the, the years he had uh, Jalen Rashard and Edo Smith, he was twenty twenty one personnel and doing it that way. So he can he can attack you different ways. He He's very, very creative in, in, in the ways that he attacks and, and builds plays off of other plays. So, like, he has a base play, and he probably has two or three things off of it that mm-hmm. that could get you from different formations as well. So you've, you've got multiple layers of things that he can do, which is the same kind of base play to us, but outwardly it looks like about six or seven different plays. So, yeah. you know, we're... we're you know, we got a huge advantage as far as that goes. Um, You know, you, you start comparing him, his creativity, to somebody like Sarkeesian, uh, somebody, uh, you know, in that echelon of coordinators where it's like, okay, we need to find our playmakers and we need to get in the ball. His mm-hmm. biggest problem, I think, is going to be who's going to emerge as that main playmaker. There's a lot yeah. of candidates for that. You know, you have Cook, Zamir. You have Arian Smith, Jermaine Burton, Keiris Jackson. You have a newcomer, Adonai Mitchell. Don't forget about Justin Robinson. We didn't see much of him in the spring because of injury, right? Um, Gilbert. Gilbert. Uh, Washington.
2: I'm still waiting for, for my guy. You ain't inside him yet. I'm I'm waiting.
1: Dominic Blaylock,
2: mm. <laughs>
1: Kenny McIntosh. Kenny nope. Milton.
2: I mean, I like a lot of these guys uh, too, Doc but Powers. I'm sure, the one that I'm isolating and I'm saying, if this guy takes a leap, like I think he can. Nope. I said, Ballard, right. Rosemary Jackson. Oh, that's
1: your guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, fr- yeah I, I, yeah. He looks, yeah. Oh, I was getting to him. I always forget him. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, no offense. Uh, you know, you're just kind of like that injury. When I looked at that, every time I think about his yeah. injury, it's just like it's like really gruesome looking. So I have a hard time believing he's going to be back. But you look at some of these workout videos. Oh, like, he's, oh back. He's, well, he's, he's back!
0: Oh, he's back! He's back! he's back. Yeah. He's back. I saw I saw one jacking. yesterday, and I said, "Oh what? my god." Ooh ankle can be a
2: little easier to come back from than a knee. And that's, that's good in his case. But yeah. man, I, I don't even know ball like y'all do. And, and I look at this and I'm like, see, is it as simple as Darnell tight end on one side, Gilbert lining out wide on the other, you have Rosemere Burton out there too. And then cook. I mean, good Lord.
1: Yeah. If you went, if you went 22 personnel, right. You would have two tight ends, two backs and a wide receiver. Eric Gilbert, is technically a tight end, right? I'll
2: be a wide receiver at Georgia.
1: Oh, he's going to be a wide receiver. He's listed as he's wide listed receiver? as a
2: wide receiver. He okay. came in. That's he said, enough. "I want to be a wide receiver." Uh, okay. Now, I'm sure they can line him up closer to the line of scrimmage and utilize his blocking yeah. at times. But he he that's wants to be cool. able to play some outside too. And he, LSU put him, him everywhere, so yeah, he can, can he can do it that, the variety.
1: That's where I was yeah. leading to. I didn't I didn't know if I didn't know where he was going to be officially listed as. So, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. See, we bring on Dane. He brings out all sorts of great information. So, um, yeah, you throw you throw Gilbert slot, put Arian Smith out there with him, and you run some sort of combination, and you cross Darnell Washington across the field. Maybe you run a comeback seam uh, with with those two guys out there, and 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 go get it. Or run a comeback, run a post, and run across yeah. with with Darnell Washington. You know, you got whatever you want with the with Zamir and Cook. Uh, not to mention Kenny McIntosh and uh,
2: Kendall Milton. Milton, that's that's and the one to watch. From what I hear, he, he
1: is oh boy, that that is a dude right there. He is a yes, dude, is. Yes, uh, is. and I'm I'm yeah. super excited to see what he can do.
0: All we got to do is protect, protect the mayor to run the ball, and the magic. You'll you'll see the magic happen. You, you'll see it happen. You know, but it, we can't do anything without those guys up front.
1: You What's your prediction say. there, Dane? Up front. Who, who's starting
2: I would not be surprised if Amarius Mims is left tackle maybe I'm day thinking, one
1: I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Jones and Mims at the tackles however that shakes out right left it doesn't matter uh, I'm thinking I, I think only
2: one of them I think McClendon earned his right tackle spot so okay. I think it depends on how bold they want to get with, with left tackle and, and yeah, I say that but at the same time do you really want Amarius to, to go out against Clemson day one I mean, he better be all world true <laughs>
1: freshman. He better is. Be be. be.
2: It's not like he's protecting a mobile quarterback back there. It's JT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whew, that's as much as I love Amarius, and I think he's going to be a you know first round pick uh, for you know in three years. Yeah. Ew, that's a tough spot. So uh, tough
0: spot. if he can if he can get the job done, he can get it done. Like I said earlier, I got one senior and. Across the board, and I got two freshmen and two soft, two upcoming sophomores.
1: And I'm in, they, I'm in they, your they same boat as
0: well. They, <laughs> they, they got to play. They got to play. You know, and and you know, like, you don't want them to go out there and 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 get defeated. You know what I mean? And at the same time, you do want them to feel that little bit of success to be like, hey, I can do this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just did it against Clemson. You know what I mean? So his, his confidence is going to do nothing but go higher. You know, so if, I do if, think he's, let, if he's the best, let
2: him play left tackles the spot to watch though, because it's either going to be something like that, or it's probably going to be Xavier Truss, who brings I, a little bit of experience, but I don't he's know. if as I feel good as that Jones.
1: He's not as good as Jones or, or Mims, in my opinion.
2: I, I don't I, know I, if we have enough data on Mims to show that yet. Yeah, I agree with you based on potential, his but his, his uh, athletic
1: ability will make up for a lot of things. I think, I mean, I, you know, I, I, yeah, you're going to get some experience mistakes, but good Lord, man. He, he's, he's the best athlete in that group.
2: The, the key, though, is getting Sawyer back to guard. He needs to yeah. be a guard, not yeah. a tackle, not only yeah. for Georgia, but for his future career, too. Now, Schaefer, a right
1: yeah. guard, and, and, and Salyer, a left guard, or how does the guard shake out?
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly how it is. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I yeah. like and that. Er- and then Erickson right at the center.
2: I think Erickson starts at center and probably loses the job to Van Pran somewhere in the middle of the season. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be surprised either. Van Pran, he's good. He, he, he's a baller, yeah. too. So,
2: well, and I mean, I hate that you don't want to guide your team this way, but Van Pran's one of those. I mean, they plucked him from Louisiana. He doesn't play pretty soon. He's going to start kind of high the girl next door. Yeah.
1: Go back, go back, Coach O. Hey, Coach O. <laughs> so, go. Go, Tigers. so yeah, go Tigers, right? So, let's, like liking that? Hey I know, you really do. You really your, your impression of Coach O is gonna be really good here down the stretch. So really let's get it let's get into the reason why we're really here here in the mid part of June or early yeah. mid part of June, I guess. The dad pod, right? Yeah. We teased this the last time we had you on, Dane. We were gonna tell some pretty hellacious dad stories, right? So why don't you kick us off? This is the dad pod now. Hel- You've entered- Oh, let me do the intro. You have entered
2: the dad pod. All right, go hellacious. is the right word because, uh, all right, so last week we're, we're in the process of selling our house. We're buying a different house. We're getting into Oconee County, great school system. We'll be right beside North Oconee high school. Uh, we're under contract. Our, we got a sign that got put in the front of our house today. Um, last week, my on the same day, I had my uh, truck breakdown on me, and I had to get it towed. My wife comes to pick me up with the kids, and uh, my older daughter, she's about three. She's kind of a little uneasy. She, usually, she's like full of energy. She's just very timid, and I'm just like, all right, something's not right here. So I'm like, all right, let let's get some quick food. Let's get home. Get her seen about. I'm standing there at the at the register about the order. We're raising canes on Baxter Street. Y'all know it well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm holding her in my arms, and I, I've already. Country. oh you know, raising canes now. That's that's yeah. the, it's the only one in the state of Georgia, so it's a big deal. Yeah, and uh, like I got my card out ready to go, she throws up all over me right there. Oh um, no! Middle of the restaurant, and you know oh. what do you do? So I look at I just. I looked down, I was like, Yep, she threw up on me. I turned to the cashier and I say, She threw up on me. We have to go. <laughs> and I walked out. Because what do you do? Yeah. Now fortunately <laughs> you just take the hell and give her the card. To- and <laughs> I, I had just given her a lot of water, just seeing if that would make her feel better. So it was mostly water, but man, it's still it was just not a not a fun moment at, at that mm-hmm. stage. And and probably everybody's looking at you. Uh, That's the, awesome. the, That's a
1: good one to lead off with.
0: That's a good one. I got one for you. So, you know, we just moved here to Albany. So, um, we had just kind of got done with their work and everything. And I was still living Also, me and my wife um, and my son went out to My son's now nine months old, right? My wife has on white shorts, white pants, mind you. Okay. So, we're sitting there at the restaurant. Oh, no. I was holding. And then I handed her her because to get up and, you know, go wash my hands. And I noticed I have like a little, little wet spot on me. So I'm like, all right, maybe I like spilled some tea, or something, you know, or maybe he slobbed on me. <laughs> I get back to the table. She goes, he pooped. And I was like, no, he didn't. So something says, smell your shirt. So I like, smell my shirt. I'm like, oh my God. It's I'm talking about it's running up his back. We're in the middle of this restaurant. Oh,
1: blowout.
0: It's a full-fledged, like, peanut buttery blowout. It's terrible, right? So I take him out to the car. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go clean. but like, take him out to the car. There's no clothes in his baby bag or in the car at all. Oh. We have every single thing. You get a jacket, extra diapers, extra shoes, no extra outfit in the car. So we're sitting in this restaurant with my child in a pamper because <laughs> the food was already at the table. <laughs>
1: Oh, After blowout. oh. oh. <laughs> that's, that's up back
2: blowouts, man. That, like, yep. nothing Those in life are, prepares you for that.
1: Nothing. And, and, yeah. and it's never at a good time. Like, it's never yeah. like you're at home and th- no, it's always like you, you get caught unprepared. Mm. So, exactly. s- similar yeah, thing happened. Too. Similar thing happened to me. Uh, we were getting takeout breakfast, right? We had just. The the my wife and I and, and Huck had just gone on a on a walk on the greenway. We like pushed him in the stroller, you know, and, and you know, we, we actually finished four miles, which is quite an accomplishment because he sat in the stroller for that long. And you know, we went two miles out and two miles back. And about mile about halfway through, we we had to start feeding him, right? Start feeding him some because he gets a little ornery, which, you know, standard. Right. So we, we, we pull up, get to the car, get in. We're like, Hey, I'm hungry. Let's get some, let's get some takeout breakfast. Okay, cool. So we go to this place called city limit. Well, you go in, you order it. It's not one of those like chain restaurants where you can order online and, you know, pick it up on your way. It's, you go in there, you order, it takes about 15 minutes or so. So I go in, I order it. They stay out in the car and I come back and I notice that the hatchback is open and that she's like scrambling around like she's trying to hold him. Right. Because he's super busy. Right. He's trying to climb all over the place. Mm. He's got he's got, you know, what all over him. Right. It's down his legs. Uh, mm. it, it, whatever he ate, it upset his stomach. It was like all over the car. Like we had to like lay a trash bag down. We didn't have any clothes. So we, we, we had one. So we had a one pair of underwear that was like too small for him. That's what he rode home in. It like and,
0: like, like, that be made.
1: and like the temporary car seat too. So like, it, it wasn't like he couldn't even ride back in his normal car seat. We had to like <laughs> stripped the car seat when we got home, man, it was
2: you that car seat away. <laughs> <Get ya. laughs> we just burn about, it.
1: we just about did. And I'm like, you still hungry? <laughs> still want this bacon, it. egg and cheese. Croissant? <laughs> burn it, burn it, burn it down, burn it to the ground. So, um, dudes uh, the, the, does y'all's kids like to climb as much as mine? Cause mine, mine can make the simplest thing dangerous. Right. So we, you know, he likes to, uh, he, he does this stuff called stimming. now I, I live life on the spectrum. Right. So I have a, I have a, mm-hmm. a five-year-old who has autism. So I have my life's a constant adventure and we have an upstairs. It's like an exposed, like, I guess, whatever you want to call that upstairs. Um, and, um, he likes to drop things down, right? No big deal, right? He he sticks his arm through the railing and just drops stuff down, which is no big deal. We give him some items that's approved that doesn't do any damage that he can drop down. Well, um, yeah, he, he he had been doing that. He had been going at this about thirty minutes or so, forty five minutes. So I, I go to the bathroom, come back. He had scaled the banister. He'd f- climbed over the banister. It was standing on the other side two stories up like his like half his foot is hanging off right and he's like leaning over with something in his arm you can see my arm and it just drops it and is dying laughing and i'm at the bottom there's nothing i can do
2: so yeah. what did you do? Because like, you have a decision to make, right? Like, I just stood under him.
1: Like, if he falls, like, the best thing I could do right now is just catch him.
2: Yeah, that that's what I'm thinking. Because if you try to get, like, halfway up and he goes down. He's going to drop.
1: He's going he's to hit the ground. So I was like, at least yeah. if he just lands on me, you know, it might hurt like hell for me. But, you not know, he, won't, he won't be seriously injured. So, Mom, yeah. I need your help. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just no. like, Huck, get down, get down, get down. Get down, get down, get down. And so he dropped it and then he then he shimmied all the way all the way back and uh, like
0: nothing. Like nothing. Like even nothing.
1: Happened. Like like not like he had no idea. And so I like every time he tried to climb from that point on, I'd have to like grab him before he climbed over. And he hasn't luckily yeah. he has he's only he's only done it a couple of times since, but you know, I've caught him numerous times. Like he'll he'll get like at the top of the stairs and he'll where like he can get on. No problem, and he mm-hmm. and he starts shimming. It's like where the stairs, where the top of the stairs are, is where it starts. And as he mm-hmm. goes, the stairs go down and around. It's like mm-hmm. he gets to a certain point. Like if he gets to the middle of that and he falls, it's no big deal. Might ruin his day, but it's nothing serious. But the fr- but if he goes past that point and then around to the to the straightaway, that's where it gets dangerous.
0: Yeah, speaking of climbing and stuff, so I had to take my little girl to workouts with me the first two weeks that we started, and uh, you know, obviously the weight room is not really a place you want kids. But hey, I'm dad and I'm running the weight room. She knows she knows what to do and what not to do. Yeah, well, I turn my back for one second and she is up on the plyo boxes, yelling at kids, telling them to get started. Let's go, let's go. And I'm like, who is this child? Who is this hollering behind me? I look behind me and it's my child.
1: <laughs> it is definitely it is Apple Apple, you know the apple tree thing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Man, getting yeah. right on salary. Assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, I'm You, you sign her up, man. When she was one, she
0: actually climbed up on the table. You know those picnic table looking things that they have at daycare? Um, and she elbow dropped DDT the kid from the very <laughs> top of that table. <laughs>
1: oh my God. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like it was is, that you- and laughed at it. And laughed at him as she did it. Yeah, see, she is me. She she definitely is.
1: The question, Israel, is did she actually get those kids going that she was yelling at?
0: She did. She did. They actually got him because they said, if we don't move, Coach Troop's going to yell and we don't want that to happen. So the little lady got him going.
1: So nobody wants Coach Troop yelling at him.
2: No, no. Dane, any climbing stories for you? We don't have as much climbing, though. I will say the house that we're under contract for, uh, it has an upstairs and it has like a finished basement. So there are two sets of stairs that I'm assuming are about to become problematic in my world. Uh, But I I bet I bet I could bring
1: Huck to your house and he can find plenty of stuff to climb up on.
2: Well, I'm I'm sure there will be. Uh, The thing that we're dealing with, my three-year-old daughter, she gets like, the emotional mood swings just happen at three where they're just kind of crazy. And so miserable one second, happiest thing you've ever seen the next. She was so excited to like go to sleep the other night that like I turned the lights out, shut the door and she like tripped over her own feet and she like face planted into her toy box. It's a wooden toy box. And like, you know, this little like piece of skin right here above the lip where like, if you cut that, it's going to bleed pretty quick. And by the time I picked her up, by the time I picked her up, turned on the light, I'm talking blood in her mouth, and I'm like, oh man, like I just ran her to my wife. I'm like, I don't know, like what are we gonna do? Like, it's probably like a little cut too. That's, oh, it's that's it's crazy. the tiniest little cut, but you would have thought you would have thought Mike Tyson just popped her in the cheek and like half her teeth came out. Just because I'm sitting there like I, I, you know, she won't let me look in her mouth to see, uh, do we have a teeth issue here? Do I need to be like getting the bag together yeah. to, get to the hospital. Like I don't know. You clean her up. She's fine. She goes to bed in ten minutes. But like, man, that little stuff yeah. about parents—like, no one tells you what to do with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're quick to tell ours. You
0: know, they'll fall, and we're like, yeah. You know, we don't. Know everybody like, ooh, that's like my my son climbs. He's learned how to walk, so he climbs and he slips and falls and he starts there. And I'm like, "Get up, boy! You're you're fine. He'll get up and start crawling off and play something else. You know, he yeah, so don't it, know
1: he's supposed to be hurt.
0: No, no, he 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 just gets back. He smiles, starts laughing, and he goes and draws off and does something else. So, I'll be I mean, that way yeah.
2: most of the time, but when they have a mouth full of blood, you got to figure <laughs> out what's going on.
1: And, you're, and especially if it's like at night, and you're just like kind of like trying to get your bearings. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: So what's number yeah, one man, on the TV maybe. for you guys? Cocoa Melon. Oh, well, oh, no, no, no. We're we're, we're three we're we're three little pigs, um, little Red Riding Hood, and things now. You know, we got before my son is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. He he mm-hmm. loves Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, my daughter, she's she's graduating to the Disney stories, you know, like Beauty and the Beast and things like that now. It was Coco Melon for the longest. But now we're we're, we're getting, she she told me today that she's a big girl now, so she doesn't need to watch Coco Melon anymore. I said, Well excuse me, little lady
1: <laughs> Well she's <laughs> yelling at your player, so she does have a point. Yeah, uh, this
0: child's she's 2 going on 12 she's like that little girl from um Warner that's what she is right now
2: yeah oh there you go you're going to Are you familiar with Bluey? I am, yes,
1: I am. I'm I familiar with it
2: Bluey, Dude, Bluey really is the truth that. Bluey is <laughs> so Huck, <laughs> good I wish it's, Huck was
1: was it was into it more Huck, Huck is a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse kid and he has certain episodes that he likes uh he watched on repeat on his iPad the super goof song, right? There's a little like mm-hmm. 15 second song. Super goof. Uh, he loves it, like flapping, like almost getting airborne, flapping. like <laughs> loving that song. It's it it is like it brings you joy to watch him watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse.
0: Um, Dude, I'm telling you, Bluey's where it's at now. I sit there watch Bluey. I'm like, nah, oh, oh, it's deep. It's, it's deep. They teach you life lessons. I'm like. Y'all don't want to watch this cuz this is pretty good. And my yeah. daughter's <laughs> like, "Mom, For the audience that doesn't know
2: B- Bluey, it's uh an Australian show. I think it gets uh produced and or at least uh distributed by the BBC out of uh, England, but it's about this like family of Australian dogs. And there's Mom, Dad, and then there's uh two little girls, uh Bluey and, and Bingo. And so yeah, it's just Yeah.
1: yeah. Nice. What's up, lo- what's up, little guy? <laughs>
0: he's in that chair. Oh, yeah. mama? You need an nice. offensive lineman, right? Dude, look at these hands. Check these out.
1: <laughs> Those are some mitts right he's, there.
0: He's ready to go.
1: He's raring to go. Yeah, no, it's he's all Mickey around? Mouse Clubhouse. Have you guys ever heard of the like, Sunny Bunnies?
0: No, no, have Sunny Bunnies.
1: They're these little fur balls, right? It's a Bulgarian... Like short cartoons, like two it's like two, two and a half minutes, three minutes at the most. They play it between shows a lot of times on Disney Disney Jr. It's these little like bunnies that they just all they do is grunt and make noises and do crazy stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, it's it's very trippy. New. Very oh. trippy. Our oldest is now getting into like Disney movies from like 2005 uh, on Disney Plus. So there's mm-hmm. like the Mickey Mouse special at Christmas, and there's one like Three yeah. Musketeers, Mickey Mouse. She calls one of them uh, Mickey Snowman because he's wearing a mm-hmm, Santa yeah. hat. She calls the other Mickey Cowboy because it's Three Musketeers. And about an hour and a half, she'll sit there the whole time and watch him. I'm like, okay, yeah. we're, we're advancing to, to better stages in the content now. Yeah, I can't uh, yeah, wait.
0: That right. is it my two year old. I'm like, okay. We're we're getting we're about to get to, to the Disney stuff so We're getting there as, as we
1: as we close in <laughs> uh, as we close towards the end here. What food wise? What what's what's the favorite foods here? Food. We're, we're, we're yogurt. Huck is a lunch right meat here. and salmon kind of guy. Dude loves him some salmon and loves him some yeah. some lunch meat.
0: We're we're in the lunchable stage with my daughter. Lunchable, she likes vegetables, so she eats her peas and carrots and all that stuff. Um, this one right here, he he loves he loves those little Gerber stars, uh, the little puffs that they give, and he mm-hmm. loves yogurt. Yog- yogurt is the, is the thing of this one. And they're
2: having. Right my oldest is all about cookies right now, and she's not. She's just shy of the age where we can negotiate. Of like, all right, well, if you want to do this, you need to eat this. She, like, she she doesn't quite get it yet, and negotiate. so we almost just have to, yeah, we almost have to just relent and and give her way more cookies than she should be getting just to make sure she eats something. What kind of cookies? Um, man, any kind of chocolate chip cookie. It don't matter if it's like the little hard ones you buy, the soft ones you buy. Get the cookie dough. She. Cookie? Cookie? I mean, she will make... I'll ask her, what does Cookie Monster say? And she'll go, Om, nom, 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 mm-hmm. nom. <laughs> I love
1: that. Oh, man, that is priceless. that's priceless. That is awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, Huck, she has other
2: stuff no, that she likes, it. too, but, like, that's that's what she asks for a lot right now. She loves tortilla chips and cheese dip because, you know, I guess that's what all white girls love. it's She loves it. She loves cheese
0: dip. She Huck
1: can't it. have it. Huck can't have have gluten, but he loves, like, we can't take him to Mexican restaurants anymore because it's torture. Mm. But he loves chips and dip, man. He loves chip chips and queso. Uh, it's torture for him now because he can't have it. It breaks him out, big time rash. But um, fruit Huck Huck is a berry guy. Berry and cantaloupe. He uh, he loves blueberries, raspberries, cantaloupe that are his favorite fruits. He's a salmon. He's a salmon eater. Lunch meat eater. Loves rice. Loves the. Loves the white rice from Chinese restaurants. Mm. Like the sticky my white little, rice. My she
0: little loves girl that. loves the rice at Mexican restaurants with, uh, with the cheese and stuff on it. She loves it. She yeah. eats it up. Any, any fruit that grows from it, whether it's, it's an orange, strawberry, no matter what, she's going to eat it. She loves all fruits. Um, this right here is the meanest person in the world, although you can't tell, Um <laughs> But he try he, he he we got four teeth now, and he's trying to eat everything, and he takes everything too. So yeah, um, yeah. Huck he he to wants to explore.
1: Yeah, Huck, Huck wants to see what everything tastes like.
2: Kids are so weird with like how food is presented to them, though, because like uh my oldest, if you give her like something that is slightly torn off at an edge, whether it be like a piece of bread or a chip or something, she'll freak out and be like, oh no, that's not what that's supposed to be like. But like (laughs) if I cut up an apple and try to give her like pieces of apple, mm -mm, she don't want that. Give her the whole apple and she'll bite into it herself. That's what she wants to do. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Hug hug, a look at it and be like, what is this?
2: Yeah. My little girl doesn't like her food to touch unless she puts it touching herself.
0: Yeah. So when you give it to her, it has to be separated. But when she gets it, she'll do whatever she wants to with it.
2: They're in charge. We're just here.
0: Yeah,
1: Just here. You know.
0: so we'll and on. then you realize that when you do have kids, the parents no longer care about you. They don't ask how you're doing unless they remember to ask how you're doing. It's all about the kids now. Mm-hmm. My, my mom came the other day. I was like, hey, mom. She was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And this still went back to playing with him. I was like, well,
2: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm, I'm not chopped liver or anything. So
2: All I right, will guys. give you a quick sweet moment from yeah. Uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my brother-in-law got married and both of my daughters were flower girls. So my three-year-old, oh. my soon new one-year-old uh, it was, it was great. And watching my three-year-old, just be a little ham when she realized that she had her time in the shine and walking down the aisle. She walked down with my wife, uh, and she had a little basket with the flowers. Uh, she became a little like celebrity superstar. She thought she was a little princess, and, and that that was the first time I had that. Like, mm, there, there's that tear trying to build up in my eye watching that happen.
1: That no doubt man no doubt so well you know what guys that's gonna about do it for us here on the on this edition of the believe in georgia dogs podcast guys it was fun dane as as always man it was great to have you on i appreciate you coming on
2: and you guys are uh, friends and and i always enjoy spending time with you so happy we can uh, make this happen and look forward to a future session
1: yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I can't.
0: I can't wait till the next time we have you on. When the desk kind of sells, ask you what's been going on with with the caps and stuff. Because it looks like everybody's having a great time up there in right now. So yeah, it's, the it's
1: next insane. time we get
0: you on, I definitely have to ask you about that.
1: The well, next time yeah, we get you on, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get you to sneak into the offices and 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 uh, tour
2: it around. Sneaky, you, know, you know how much sneaky news is done over there. Ain't much, I'll tell you that. Well, you're Dan
1: Young. You're, you're you're the master ninja.
2: We just hope they have like in person press conferences again. Yeah, that's true.
1: That is true. Well, Dan, uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you joining us on our. Uh, this not our first live stream. This is number two. So, yeah. Um, next week we start with Brinks TV. We so we we get even more legit. Than we are at this moment so the, the graphics are going to get better we're going to have our actual believe in georgia dogs graphics and stuff like that topics on the bottom of the screen it's going to be all the bells and whistles it's we're, we're upgrading from a rental car mm-hmm. to to our primary car next week so uh, that'll be fun so you have to check us out there um, as always if you want great uga content uj sports is the place to go they just added blaine gilmer uh, major recruiting guru what does that do with Jake? are they like splitting duties? Is it so fast and furious that they had to hire two or three more people?
2: Um, Jake, uh, left our team. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. That makes, that makes sense. I don't know what else to, to say beyond that. that. That's not my, I don't want to speak. I love Jake. Jake's a good dude. So, um, he welcomed me in, into the team when I came aboard. So I got nothing but love and respect for him and, and where he's going from here.
1: All right. Well yeah. So Jake, best of luck to you. Uh but as always, if you want really good UGA content, UJ dot com is the way to go. The Rivals Network. Can't beat it, man. Can't beat what they do. Roddy, Dash, Dane, Blaine, and, and their whole crew do. Uh they, they do a tremendous job over there. So if you want to get a subscription, I suggest you do so. It'll be well worth the nine ninety nine a month. So uh I, I'm 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 very happy to have Dane on. Of course, you can always follow us, believe in dogs on all social media platforms. And you can follow me at CoachBurton36 Twitter at Burton.corey on the gram. And you can follow Troop at Troopstar twenty eight. Troopstar two eight. Uh maybe he'll get his voice back too. Maybe you nah, can send him some nah, good recipes. Nah. Actually, no, we that don't. We don't want that, right? We, we don't no. want that. Yeah. I don't, forth, see that. Right? I
0: don't see that happening until about December when when we're done playing.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> in December I look forward, forward to seeing
1: your beard too. I look, see it, oh, I look yeah. forward to oh, seeing yeah. the aggression of facial hair. Right, I didn't get a I didn't get the full effect last year, so I, I need to get the full effect. Yeah, this year. Yeah,
0: no. Oh, y'all, right. everybody's going to see it. It's going to be masterful.
1: Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. It's going be to so. be great. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, This has been another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. This has been the Dad Pod episode. I hope you enjoyed our dad stories. Hope you expect Georgia to get to the playoffs. I certainly do. And we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast presented by betonline.ag. For Israel and Bain, I'm Corey Burton. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you back here next week when we come you live from Brinks TV. So Believe long, it. have a great weekend. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.